Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Welcome back in. Hope you're having a phenomenal Monday. You're listening to Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. No matter how you're consuming the show, thanks so much for being with us. Want to be involved in the show? Shoot us a text, 406-888-1029, or you can give us a call either way, but I know a lot of people like to text these days, so 406-888-1029, you can get involved in the show. If you missed anything in the first hour, had a fun first hour, talk with Brooks Nuanez, my business partner and brother at SkylineSportsMT.com, but we were mostly talking about NBA playoffs, not even Big Sky Conference related. The, uh, the playoffs are in the heart of it right now, and uh, so he gave us the full breakdown of the field as it is. We also talked about Connor Wood. All-conference offensive lineman from Montana State entering the NCAA transfer portal. What does it mean for the Cats? We're going to get to that here in a little while as well. Uh, rehash that a little bit. And they also heard from Matt Ellis from the Missoula Paddleheads, the vice president of the Missoula Paddleheads. Paddleheads are off to an awesome start, 11-2 and so far. And they got one more game against the Boise Hawks tonight here in Missoula. Congratulations to our ticket winners, both Corbett and Rick. Appreciate you guys calling in. We'll be giving you tickets to all the Missoula Paddleheads games, so be sure to keep it right here on Nuanez now. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, you can always find it on the podcast. Podcast is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, the Blackfoot Communications, as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Happy now to welcome in a new guest. Nobody, Somebody that's not been on the show before, but we can already call him a friend of the show. He showed up early, which I appreciate so much. And that's how I know, Isaiah, that you are going to be 
fit right in with uh, one Bobby Houck, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies. Isaiah Childs, he's the newest running back for the Montana Grizzlies, a transfer from Akron by way of his hometown in Manhattan, Kansas. Thanks for coming in, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Um, I appreciate you, you know, letting me on and everything. I'm excited to be here. So. Of course, man. So first and foremost, let's talk about Coach Elk because I think that that's probably uh, a primary factor in your recruiting. But when did Montana, it, it, as a whole, first get a hold of you, and how did the recruiting process play out for you? Um, so you know, I had entered the portal uh, beginning of my uh, second semester uh, at Akron, and uh, Montana hit me up, and Coach Green's my position coach for running backs, and basically just told me, you know, he was seeing me. Uh, uh, had told me I had great opportunities here as a player on and off the field and you know he liked my youth and being able to you know be a Grizz for a long time here and so every time that we talked the conversations just got better and better and I can you know saw myself um, executing and growing here and so uh, talked with my family you know talked with my parents and everything and committed right on the spot right then and there so Probably an interesting time to be recruited because you can't really go on campus visits. Most, I mean, Missoula is a great town, but you don't know that until you really get here. So how are you making your decision when most of the time you're probably just on Zoom calls taking tours of campus? You know, um, I did a lot of, um, like, a lot of uh, looking information up on on the Internet and Google and everything. And, two, like, a week and a half ago was my first time out here, so it was pretty much a culture shock, you know. But, um, you know, I put my faith in the man above and, you know, trusted the coaches, trusted the players in the conversations I had here and so um, I didn't have any doubt you know that was going to be it was going to be a great decision for me and so far I'm loving everything about it here so Isaiah Childs transferred from Akron to the University of Montana the fact that you have four years left you mentioned that Coach Green said he liked your youth that's an interesting fold too because um I think that although this last year with the pandemic and things getting canceled or everybody's eligibility getting sort of interrupted it it, it wasn't fun it wasn't cool by any means but it sort of gives you an extra year to develop. I think some of you younger guys, it's going to benefit so much. I mean, watching Montana in their two spring games, their defensive linemen that are redshirt freshmen, well, these guys are like 20 or 21 now. So they've got a couple years in the weight room. They got that college strength, and now they still have three or four years of eligibility remaining as well. So how did you take advantage of this extra time? Because now here you are with four years left to play at the University of Montana. Um, so pretty much, you know, during that whole time I was in the portal, my biggest thing, you know, uh, that I wanted to focus on was getting bigger, faster, and stronger. You know, every player wants to focus on that. And so got in the weight room a lot, um, watched a lot of film. It's different from high school film, you know. Uh, players are way faster and way smarter. And so um, I had to pick on pick up on those key details in, in the film room. So I watched a lot of um, NFL film on inside zone, outside zone, and um, just had a better tight-knit schedule to my schedule during, you know, when I was in the transfer portal. So I think that was just the biggest thing for me was just being consistent with everything that I did. When you're nerding out on, on film and watching stuff like that, who are you watching? Who, who's your guys that you like? Um, so personally, me, you know, I'm a running back. Um, my favorite running back of all time is Adrian Peterson. And, and, so. and Isaiah, by the way, he's about six foot one and a half. Is that right? And yes, sir. About two oh five. So not quite. I mean, no one's as big as Adrian Peterson, but you got good. You're a tall running back, kind of like AP. Yeah, and then, you know, I love his running physicality. And um, for offensive wise, you know, inside and outside zone, I love watching the 49ers and you know the way that they utilize their players and everything. And so um, that's a pretty good team. Like like I watch like to watch in the NFL for offense scheme wise. Well, you speak my language because uh, I'm a big Minnesota Vikings fan. That's been my squad forever. AP, one of my favorite players of all time. But I agree with you. The, the Vikings have been a little bit ass since AP left, and uh, I just love what Kyle Shanahan and those guys do on offense, man. I mean, I'm an old offensive lineman, so the way that they move and pull and all that stuff, oh, man. And the way they use, use check the, the fullback, the way they put George Kittle in motion, 
all awesome stuff. How does how, what does Montana's offense look like to you though? Because they do a bunch of really creative stuff as well. You know, um, we get in the dot a lot. You know, in the pistol formation, um, single back, and we use our receivers a lot and stuff. So I haven't got deep into the playbook yet, but um, for all linemen and stuff, just watching you know uh, blocking schemes and everything and run schemes as well. Um, you know, a lot of inside zone, mid zone too. And so I haven't got deep into the playbook yet, but so far I'm loving it and picking up on little key details right now. Isaiah Childs is a native of Manhattan, Kansas, as well as a transfer from Akron to the University of Montana football team. Joining us here on Nuana is now. It's 102.9 ESPN Missoula. You mentioned Justin Green uh, as one of your primary recruiters. I've known Justin since uh, back when we were both at school at the University of Montana, but Justin was a phenomenal player here at UM. Then went on to be a fifth-round draft pick by the Baltimore Ravens, played in the league for a couple years. So is that intriguing when you're getting recruited by a guy that not only played in the NFL but also had experience as an out-of-state guy that played here at the University of Montana? Yeah, it's very it's very intriguing to me. You know, um, he's had that. He Coach Green has that experience in the NFL, and also you know he, he had a great year, a great couple of years here at Montana. So looking at that, you know, that was the biggest thing for me in my recruitment wise was seeing how Coach Green was. You know, what was his track record and everything, and all the all the accolades and everything that he's done as a football player and everything he's done off the field too. You know, as a coach and as a dad and as a husband. You know, um, it really intrigued me a lot, and so that was probably a really big factor for me. And um, you know, crossing off those check marks and talking to him every day, it just it helped out a lot. Take me back to a couple years ago when you were coming out of high school. You were uh, an all-league caliber player, uh, an offensive player of the year finalist in the league you played in. Wamego, am I saying that right for uh, your high school? Wamego. Wamego. Okay, yeah. so that, the high school you went to, but you were a great player there, a three-star recruit. Uh, but you, you got a lot of interest when it came to recruiting, including getting offered by your hometown Kansas State Wildcats. And so that in itself must have been a thrill because Kansas State has unbelievable football tradition. So uh, when you did get that offer from your hometown uh, squad, what was that like? Um, it was really crazy how everything went. You know, that was the one main offer that I really wanted to get, you know, being a hometown kid, you know, from any state, you know, you want to get that offer from your school in their backyard and everything. And um, I had a camp that day, um, you know, balled out, did everything everything I had to do, talked to the coaches, and Coach Kleiman pulled me aside and, you know, told me that um, he was going to offer me a scholarship right then and there. And um, it was a surreal moment. You know, I, if, um, I knew that all the work that I had put in, you know, finally paid off and I'm celebrated with my family family and posted it on Twitter that night and it really blew up a lot and um, there's a there's a lot of people that were a little disappointed you know that I didn't commit to the cats at the time but at the end of the day you know it was my decision and so far you know coming you know going to Akron and now coming to Montana I think those are the two best decisions I've made so far in my life so tell me about the experience at Akron what was that like um, it was really it was really fun you know uh, met a lot of people out there and uh, met coaches as well um, different different uh, type of what do you want even know what you want to call it uh, atmosphere from Wamigo to Akron is actually like a big city and everything um, learned a lot from being a player then also being a student athlete so um, from my short little time there at Akron you know um, I really appreciate my time I learned a lot from there so Isaiah Childs joining us here on Nuanas now he's a new transfer running back from Akron to the University of Montana football team what do you think of Missoula so far, man? You're hitting at the great time. It's about, it's just started getting nice, so you're going to have the best summer. But uh, what do you think of just Missoula in general? 
I love it out here. Everyone's, you know, really welcoming and down to earth. Um, there's some pretty good food spots I've been out here so far. And so that's one way to my heart is food, obviously. And so, um, where have you been hitting up so far? Um, so gosh, I went to Paul's pancake. Shop, oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Taco de Sol. There got a burrito from there. Yep. Um, got a Mo burger from one of the bars out here. Yep. One you're hitting up first... the local favorites. Baby. Yeah. And so everyone's been telling me to go and, you know, so far I love it out here and, um, outdoorsy guys. So went Frisbee golfing with my teammates last weekend. So that was my first time ever doing that. So it was pretty fun. And hopefully when the river dies down, uh, everyone's telling me to go float the river. So that's one thing on my bucket list to do when I get out here. So when I'm out here, so how's it been acclimating your team? Have you guys had many team activities since you got here? Probably when does everybody report back? Probably not for a little while, right? Um, so we've been actually we've been doing a summer workout. So you guys are having play around practices and stuff like that. Cool. Yes, sir. Doing PRPs and, um, having workouts and everything. And all my teammates have been really welcoming to me and showed me around and helped me out a lot. So I know if it wasn't for them, you know, this transition has been really easy because of them. So all my teammates that have helped me so far. I appreciate them. So, what do you think of just sort of the dynamic of this team? Because I know that that's one thing that Bobby Halke and his whole staff emphasizes. They want a close-knit group of guys. They want you guys hanging out with each other. But it seems like it comes pretty easy uh, just with the already existing roster that these guys have. So has it been pretty welcoming for you? Yeah, very welcoming. Um, all the upper class, you know, the seniors and everyone, and even uh, guys in my grade, they've been helping me out a lot. And, um, you know, being in the weight room, I see the consistency that everyone does, you know, and everyone's committed to, like, one goal. And, you know, these are the hard workers out here from everybody, from the equipment staff to training, you know, football players and coaches. Everyone has one uh, uh, goal in mind, and everyone's consistent with everything they do, you know, and hardworking people out here, and so I love it. That seems to be the consistent message for Bobby Houck and the rest of Grizz football right now is that one goal – get back to that national championship game, get back to a national championship level. Grizz were knocking on the door in 2019. They made it to the Elite Eight of the FCS playoffs. And uh, a rainy day combined with a bunch of untimely turnovers cost them at Weaver State. But they're, they're going to have a lot of momentum coming into this fall, likely be a top-five national team. So what do you think of, of joining a, a program like that? It must be pretty exciting to know that you're going to at least potentially have a chance to contribute at a high level to a team that's going to win a lot of football games. You know, it's very exciting, you know. And um, I know that Coach Halk has a pretty good track record here. And, you know, um, there's a winning culture here. And I'm really excited to be a part of that. Um, that was one of the other reasons why I chose here. And, you know, I have goals and set in mind, you know, personally for myself and as for a team. You know, obviously, the number one goal is, you know, to win the national championship and to win your conference. And so you got to put little goals aside, you know, to get to that big goal. And so um, I'm excited. Um, anyway, I can help the team, you know, contribute either on special teams, on offense, or just, you know, being a practice player or whatnot. Um, I'm just excited, you know, to contribute to the success here. It'll be interesting to see uh, this running back competition because Marcus Knight, who was an All-American last year, I guess in the 2019 season, I should say, uh, set Montana single season r- record for touchdowns in a single season uh, with 25 touchdowns, breaking Chase Reynolds' record. He suffered a torn ACL uh, during spring ball, so he's out indefinitely. There's a chance he could come back uh, late in the season, but uh, here nor there, he won't be available early on. And uh, best of wishes to Marcus Knight because he's always been good to us on this show, and so hopefully he can heal up. Um, Nick Osmo returns. Uh, he was a contributor as a freshman, and he had a pretty good spring. But it seems like there's an opportunity there. So I know that uh, this coaching staff, they don't make many promises in recruiting. They, they're going to tell you you need to earn it, but you must be excited for the opportunity to earn at least uh, some sort of role in this offense. 
Yeah, I'm very excited. You know, um, from being a little kid, you know, playing football back in the day until now, you know, my first year in college, you know, I obviously know nothing's given to you, so I'm going to keep my head down and keep working. But um, Nick, he's been helping me out a lot. Uh, met Marcus the other day. Those two guys have been helping me out a lot. Um, Xavier, freshman in my class, um, helped me out a lot as well. Um, Arnie, he's a running back on the team. And so um, these guys have been really helpful showing me the playbook. And, you know, these are going to be my brothers that are going to be in the same position room as me so we're obviously going to compete and everything but um now i'm just excited to showcase what i have my talents on and off the field and just determine you know just to put my head down and work isaiah Childs joining us he's a new running back for the university of montana Tell us, what are your strengths as a player? I mean, how would you describe yourself as a running back? Um, so my strengths as a running back, I'm very consistent with what I do. Um, I try to finish all my runs. You know, my big, I think my biggest um, um, uh, attribute is that I always fall forward right, run, while running the ball. Um, don't really take neg negative yards at all. And the biggest thing I want to focus on this year, personally for me, is just to play smaller than I actually am. Kind of a bigger guy, 6'1". So mm -hmm. guys are going to be, you know, coming at my knees a lot and ankles. So being able to, you know, avoid those tackles and get upfield, make one cut and go. And so those, that's probably one of my biggest uh, um, things I want to focus on this year. But um, physical as a running back, pretty fast. At least I think, you know, to think that. And so um, just I'm excited to show what people that what I have. So Off the field, what do you think for school? Uh, for school, um, so I'm studying to be a teacher, so teaching Sweet. and coaching. And so um, I want to get out in the community, you know, introduce myself to people and just show them that um, they're going to have a great player on the field and off the field as well. And so any way I contribute on both, you know, on both fields, I'm going to do it out here. So Less than 100 days till football begins. And your ear clock's by ticket, right? Probably about 50-something days till fall camp. So uh, what's what's the goals between now and then? Or what are your short-term goals before you hit this, this fall camp and start competing for some playing time? Um, so short-term goal for me is obviously just to master the playbook, um, know it like the back of my hand, and um, that way I can be more consistent and actually have those chances to be, you know, to get on the field. And the second thing is probably pass protection for me. Obviously not being in high school, you don't really pass protect a lot. And so um, got to protect the quarterback, you know, got to protect the rock as well. And so um, probably just learn the playbook, pass protection, um, and just um, – um, uh, getting better at the things I'm already good at and, you know, not uh, getting better at the things I'm not good at as well. So, Isaiah Childs joining us. Let's talk sports on a outside of Grizz football level. Are you an NBA guy? Uh, yes, sir. I'm, a little, I'm an NBA guy. I don't watch it that much. but um, Who do you root for if you're from Kansas? So, personally, me, um, Kobe Bryant's my favorite athlete. Great. So, I'm a Lakers fan, and um, it was kind of hard seeing you know the Lakers get out of the first round. It was honestly shocking. And so, um, Lakers are probably my favorite M uh, NBA team. Did you watch the fights over the weekend? Oh yes, I watched the fight. Uh, watched the fight last night. What did you think? Um, it was Logan Paul. Uh, he showed me. He showed me something. You know, I can't believe he didn't get killed. I know. Who in their right mind would say, "I want to fight Floyd Mayweather"? That's the dumbest thing you could do. Exactly. You know, Floyd's the goat. Um, been. I love watching fights. You know, UFC and boxing and all that. And I'm surprised that he was able to, you know, stay in the ring with him. And uh, watching Chad Johnson fight too was kind of sad. Seeing him get knocked out like <laughs> right? that. But um, you know, it was pretty cool watching all those fights this weekend you know give something you know it gives you something to watch outside of football and get away from it a little bit who's your nfl team uh, my favorite nfl team is the washington football team okay yeah see okay so they've been uh 
for lack of a better word, pathetic <laughs> for the last little while. Uh, they've been poorly run. They've made bad personnel decisions, but I actually think that they got to turn around now. They're nasty on defense. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, been a uh, Redskins fan or Washington football team now, a fan my whole life. So um, I hope that we can, you know, make it to the Super Bowl, you know, make a deep playoff run. I know our defense will be pretty good, and we got Fitz Magic. So um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do on the field this year. Isaiah, thanks so much for coming in, man. It's been fun. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Isaiah Childs, new running back for the University of Montana football team. He'll be with the Grizz. They start fall camp. Uh, First week of August, is that right? Yes, sir. So it is almost football time. We're almost less than two months away from the return of football at long last in the city of Missoula. Isaiah? Thanks so much for coming in, man. Best of luck with everything, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. More on this uh, quote-unquote fight. I don't know. I think that Jake Paul did show, or Logan Paul, excuse me, showed a little bit of toughness, but also, was it rigged? Was Floyd Mayweather holding him up? I'm not exactly sure. We're also going to talk a little bit more about Connor Wood entering the transfer portal and give you some prep sports updates. Drew Wyman, the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year, as of last week. All that and more right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Back after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Oh! The one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Father, forgive us for what we must do. You forgive us, we'll forgive you. We'll forgive each other till we both turn blue. Then we'll whistle and go fishing in heaven. What's up, Montana? Happy Monday. Welcome back in. It's Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana television. If you don't have any plans this weekend, or you need some plans, you want to make some plans, or you want to replace some plans, whatever, come see me and some of the other most passionate card collectors in the city of Missoula. Got a big card show going down at the uh, Missoula Fairgrounds, sponsored by Zootown Sports Cards. JS Authentication, which is the premier authentication company in the world, really, uh, is going to be there. And uh, I will have a booth down there. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing all of you, seeing what you got going on. Maybe you get a chance to check out my sports card collection. We will be selling some stuff. It's free to attend, so uh, you don't need to bring an admission fee, but do bring some money, some cash money, uh, if you want to wheel and deal and uh, buy a few cards. Uh, The Missoula Sports Card and Collectibles Show, this Saturday, June 12th, at the Commercial Building at the Missoula Fairgrounds. It's from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., and they're going to be up to 50 
vendor tables will be offered down there. They have a couple of vendor tables left. So if you want to get in on this, 493-6665. That's 493-6665. Give Zootown Sports Cards a call if you want to participate in the Missoula Sports Card and Collectible Show. Everything okay back there, Tommy? What are we doing? You, you breaking stuff? Well, uh, what I've got to tell you is this, Coulter. Okay. We have two engineers at this locally owned yes, radio station. Yes, I'm one yes, of them. Yes, we do. Okay. And Reese is the assistant to the chief engineer at this at this space. Okay. And we have some problems with the tower that I built a year ago on top of this building. For folks who don't know, we're out on North Reserve by B-dubs sniffing the fried chicken. Okay. And so I have sent Reese up to the top of the building to work on the tower problems. And it sounds to me that Reese has either fallen, slipped, or is doing jumping jacks. So I'm a little concerned about what's going on on the top of the building right so now. So he is on top of the earth, uh, on the roof right here? Right above you is where the mast uh, to the tower is. So that, he is above the studio right now. That, so that's why uh, I heard the big boom? That's why you heard the big boom. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to go check on Reese. Okay. And I'll be right back. Hopefully everything is okay with Reese. I have a, we're going to do a rip session like we do with Zootown Sports Cards later on in the week. Uh, but a couple, I got some cards just here in the studio that I'll show you. These are examples. If you're watching on TV, uh, if you're not, uh, if you're just listening on the radio, I'll give you the best description maybe that I can, that I possibly can here. But uh, like right here, I got a jet black materials with Adam Thielen. This is a, a Panini card, a black football. It has a piece of his jersey in it. So uh, that's one that, that I might be willing to part with for the right price. Got a Patrick Sandoval, the pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals here. Got a little autograph there. If you're looking at those, uh, that's how it looks here on the camera. Super fun. Uh, a couple other fun ones that I, did, that I just have hanging around here in the studio. By the way, a lot of my old school uh, throwback cards are at my mom's house. So I'll be picking those up later in the week to take on down. You got this Grant Delpit. He's a safety for the new, uh, Cleveland Browns. It's an official autograph card. So that's a uh, that's a fun one for sure. Uh, if you have been paying attention to this show, I talk a lot about sports cards. Zootown Sports Cards is a great supporter of ESPN Missoula, to be sure. But also, uh, I think that Starting to collect cards at an early age, at a young age, is uh, one of the reasons that I'm sitting here in this chair. I think that my affinity for and uh, desire to collect was something that set the stage for my future career. I really think that consuming and organizing and, and all that, baseball and football cards, it taught me the the art of organization. Uh, it taught me how fun it is to collect. It taught me a variety of stats. Um, that's how I sort of started building the the brain that I have with all the statistics that I can rattle off. So I do think it's an awesome pursuit. I think it's really good for kids, uh, just in terms of stimulating them, teaching them about sports, all of that. And uh, I mean, I spent hours and hours and hours going through all my sports cards. We used to make games out of them. We used to play this game called Die Bay. That's dice baseball for those wondering. And uh, I just think that it's an awesome thing to do. So come on down to the Missoula Fairgrounds 
for the first annual Missoula Sports Card and Collectible Show. If you have any sort of desire to be a vendor, give Zootown Sports Cards a call, 406-493-6665. Here's another fun card that I found. This is a Pro-Line Profile old school card. And if you're watching on TV, you can see this. This is a card from Tim Rosenbaugh, the offensive coordinator for Montana, back at, from 1992 when he was a player, a, a quarterback for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. So that's pretty fun. Pretty fun that we have a guy in Missoula, Montana that I have a card of uh, some 25 or 30 years after his uh, professional playing career was over, and now he's at the University of Montana. There's another one I don't know if I'm going to be able to part with. This is a Randy Moss rookie diamond card from Black Diamond, which was one of the, the first refractor sets that came out and uh, a really fun one. Um, that's part of my collection. So come on down, check it out. Uh, I I will certainly be willing to part with a great deal of my cards for the right price. But either way, just come say hi to us and come check it out, and uh, maybe we'll see you down at the fairgrounds. All right. Is anything is everything okay back there? Tommy? I've spoken with Reese. I've made contact. He is safe. That's good. There's just a couple of ledges where you got to kind of do a little leap and a hop up there to move around some of the conduit that we ran. And so he was just hopping around all the cables. He is safe. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, you know, me too, Coulter. Uh, I don't want to have to go back to fixing the radio full-time. I'd rather sit here and listen to you talk about how organized you are and laugh in hysteria behind this glass. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm good at organizing things that have numbers on the back of them that I can put into numerical order. It helps... Um, my brain actually, you know, straight circuit rather than short circuit because I'm uh, I'm good at the short circuiting, not so good at the others. But uh, this has been one of the things that actually does sort of keep me in line, so to speak. Coulter, I want to say to you also, this Jake Paul thing reminds me of the great who would win in a fight segment that we did years ago. Yeah. Do you so remember that? I do sort of remember. This was more of a uh, Tucker Sargent and Ryan Tutel thing. Um but this is certainly a, a fun pursuit. I think Ryan and I did it a couple times as well. Uh, did, did you watch this fight? Did you? This is actually Logan Paul that fought Floyd Mayweather. Jake Paul is his brother, but these two guys are oh yeah, Logan. Uh, these Excuse two me. these two guys are king clowns of the YouTube world. I don't even really know how they became famous, but somehow they did. It's amazing how you can get famous these days. Uh, Unlike but, us, and we've been on the show together for like ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we're just grinding it like we should be doing. Uh, not you know doing Botox and, and challenging professional fighters to fights that are rigged. Did you watch the fight? Oh, absolutely not. That's good. I'm glad you did not participate in this clown show. Uh, I... <sighs> Boxing was once the premier sport in the world. At the sweet science... I mean, it, it's it's as pure of a sport. It was as pure of a sport as you could find in terms of the discipline, the skill, the toughness, the hard work, all of the above that it took to be a great boxer. And what it what the way that the the fights used to captivate the imagination of the sporting public. I mean. The Muhammad Ali fights in the 60s and 70s were the biggest events in the world, not just sporting events, the biggest events in the world. And they were nationally and worldwide televised. Some of the great ratings in the history of sporting events, the Thrill in Manila, the Rumble in the Jungle, uh, you know, some of the, the great, the fight of the century. Some of these were the greatest events ever put on. 
And I think there's been a lot of things that have contributed to the decline in popularity of boxing. I think it's become largely inaccessible because of the price for the pay-per-views. I think that a lot of the best athletes, particularly the best potential heavyweight athletes, have started playing different sports. I mean, back then, some of America's best athletes, like Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, they were boxing because that was the most prestigious sport. That was the most culturally emphasized sport. And it was also the place where you could make the most money. You got to think that those guys were making millions of dollars when no other athletes are making millions of dollars, whereas players in the NFL and the NBA at that time were making $50,000. They're not making tens of millions of dollars like they are today. And so I think that there's a variety of factors that have caused the best athletes in America to gravitate away from the sport of boxing. More than any other factor, though, that has made people gravitate away from boxing has been the unsavory nature of it. It's been tied to gambling and organized crime. And I I do think that it's a little bit naive to think that those two things aren't huge influences in all the other pro sports, but it's just been so egregious on the national level of boxing. And when I first saw that Logan Paul wanted to fight Floyd Mayweather, I literally laughed out loud. And I I thought to myself, I hope this guy gets his butt kicked so bad because he's going to. Because Floyd Mayweather is one of the great boxers in the history of the world. And this guy is just a YouTube screw-off. But there was a giant weight disparity. I believe that they were 35 pounds apart. And Logan Paul is also six inches taller than Floyd Mayweather. That was sort of the shtick of this fight was... Can they basically a, a light heavy to or 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 real heavyweight compete with the greatest middleweight boxer of all time? Floyd Mayweather has never been big. Uh, he took a lot of heat during his career for dodging fighters and for dodging punches. He was never the knockout king that can sometimes make you renowned and famous like some of the best knockout artists of all time, like Mike Tyson uh, at all. But. Floyd Mayweather was undefeated during his professional boxing career, one of only a couple guys to ever retire with 50-plus wins and zero losses. And so I thought that he was just going to destroy Logan Paul. Well, it turns out he did, but there's no real record of that because there was no judges in this fight. The only way this fight was going to end was either if it reached his completion of eight rounds, which it did, or if there was a knockout. And so the narrative on Twitter has been, well, Floyd Miller didn't knock it out, didn't knock out Logan Paul, so this is a success for Logan Paul. Well, I did not watch the fight, but I did watch the highlights. And there's at least one, if not two, occasions where I see Floyd Mayweather square up and land what appears to be a knockout punch on Logan Paul. The second one of these, I think Logan Paul was certainly certainly would have been knocked to the ground if not knocked out. But Mayweather sort of catches him and keeps him up so that when this thing is all said and done, it goes to a no decision. Well, if you've watched several of these fights, I know that Logan Paul's brother, Jake Paul, he fought a former MMA champion who has been uh, retired for a little while. But that fight, the post-fight reaction and the glee that both fighters had after the fight was finished, to me, seemed as if it was rigged. This certainly seemed like it was rigged, and this is just, to me, emphasizing the publicity stunt and, and the circus and the money grab that boxing has become. The, the judging has always been scrutinized and uh, up for debate in terms of its uh, unbiased nature or lack thereof, 
But to not have judges and to just basically make this into an eight-round spectacle that's only for the bottom line paycheck and to have no winner, it's an insult to the sport. I don't know how you have a fight, a physical fight where you're punching each other in the face with no judges and no defined winner. It's... I think that it's horrible for the world of sports in general, but specifically for a sport that has been struggling to gain back its relevancy for so long. And so I wonder what this continues to do because these fights, these setup fights with these YouTube guys versus these former professional fighters or like the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. extravaganza that was nothing but a money grab as well. It If you... I get that it's bringing a bunch of people in to watch. It has become a spectacle. These fights are very highly rated. People are watching them with great interest. But if you're someone that loves or loved combat sports, particularly boxing, I think that it's very hard to not have this be offensive, to not have this be uh, a true mockery of what once was one of the great sports on the planet. So I know I've talked about my family background and the fact that my father was a, a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo and uh, was, you know, he fought competitively for a long time back before MMA or UFC was en vogue. And a guy that, you know, the art of fighting, the actual martial arts, the, the art of it was something that was uh, important to him and important to our family. And uh, I think that. The fact that this has gone the way that it is, it just seems like another microcosmic example of just the the degradation of what we find entertaining. And I just wonder when we get to the point where, <laughs> I always say this, but where we are Rome. I mean, I guess it's, it's hard to compare these to gladiatorial battles because, in fact, they're not gladiatorial battles because they're, in fact, rigged, which actually makes them the opposite of what a gladiatorial battle would become. But it just seems as if it's circus-like rather than legitimate. And I think that it's going to further turn off the purists of the sport. And so if it garners a completely new audience... If that's their goal, that's fine, but it's also not, it's going to completely change what the perception of the sport is through people that truly love the sport for what it once was. And so I hope that people see this for what it is. It's a publicity stunt. It's nothing but a way to get you to order a pay-per-view for to put on a show that's not really a true competitive athletic event. This is more like professional wrestling than it is like true professional boxing. And so if they were to spin it like that, Great. Spend all your money you want. If you want to order WrestleMania, do it. If you want to buy tickets to go watch uh, the Royal Rumble or King of the Ring or whatever, go do it. This should be spun like that. This should not be spun like real fights. There should not be a narrative on Twitter that Logan Paul held his own against one of the greatest boxers of all time. Because he got knocked out. I saw the video. He just gets held up by Floyd Mayweather. And it, it's just, it's a joke. I can't believe that it's uh, become this. And I will not, I will not partake in this. <laughs> Do you remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Oh, absolutely. This is real life Celebrity Deathmatch and nothing else. Except for they're not letting the Deathmatch part of it happen. If this was really legitimate, Floyd Mayweather would destroy Logan Paul. <laughs> I mean, again, dude, he, there's a part of the video where he straight gets him right in the temple, and Logan Paul is out, and Floyd Mayweather catches him and then engages in a grapple and lets it all play out. And then, So that that itself is unhealthy. That's bad refereeing, uh, bad officiating by the referee because uh, it's clear that he's out on his feet. Um, but regardless, I just... How do you think Logan Paul would stand up against Manny Pacquiao? Well, May- Mayweather's better than Pacquiao. I, I do think that the one thing that they, that they did prove, though, 
is that weight class does matter because so? Logan Paul did hold his own more than maybe you would expect an amateur boxer against a guy who's undefeated in all 50 of his pro fights. But how can you say that if it's all just a big sham? Well... I think there was a, a sort of a... Well, that's the other thing is I want to know how hard Floyd Mayweather is trying. Like, if he's under the instruction to get this thing to the end so there's not a winner or a loser mm. so that these guys can just get their paychecks, then that's, uh, again, a part of this, the facade that this is. Because if you don't have judges and you don't have a result, then I don't understand how there's any sanctity to the, to the actual sport. In fact, it's not a sport. If there's no winners or losers, it's just an exhibition... Uh, it's just I don't know. I just think that it's dumb. Disney other, Channel after dark, perhaps. I guess. Yeah. I mean, the other th- the other spectacle that was a part of this quote unquote exhibition was Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson, uh, six time Pro Bowl wide receiver who played in the NFL for eleven seasons. Uh, he fought former mixed martial artist and bare knuckle fighter Brian Maxwell, and Chad Ochocinco did get knocked out uh, pretty cleanly. And uh, even that was not ruled a knockout, though. It was only ruled a knockdown, and so that one didn't go to any sort of card because, again, there was no judges at this thing. So mm. I, I just I think that boxing's already had enough struggles. They've already gone to this full pay-per-view mode that really priced out a lot of their, their core fans. It, it's been sketchy at best in terms of the influence of organized crime and per- potentially the mafia and any gambling organization. And this just makes it even more unsavory because I think that it it, it sells the wrong bill of goods to people that aren't previously boxing fans, but also I think it turns off people that were previously boxing fans. And so I I just hope that there could be some sort of definition between what this is and like when Anthony Joshua fights Tyson Fury. Like that's, that's a real fight. That's a real heavyweight fight. And for a sport that's already been struggling, I just hope that people can see this for what it is, which is a blatant money grab and a uh, professional wrestling-like exhibition, not a real fight. So don't get too proud of yourself. Don't be thinking you could be Logan Paul and you can go fight former champion boxers. <laughs> you can't. He couldn't either. There's just uh, there's a lot of money right now in the world. And again, if you watch this and you enjoyed it, that's fine. All I'm telling you is don't perceive it as championship-level boxing, because it's just not. And uh, so, tease for later on in the week, we got a new guest host coming to the Arsenal. This is going to be very fun. Logan Paul. I wish. Uh, I would just rip him. I would actually have a hard time uh, abiding by FCC regulations if that guy was on the show. (laughs) I think he would, too. Uh, Regardless, Chad Dundas, former sports writer at the Missoulian, who has been uh, one of the premier NBA, excuse me, MMA writers in the United States of America. Uh, He also has one of the biggest independent... Uh, UFC podcasts in the entire country. Uh, he is a Missoula native. He's back in Missoula. And so uh, been, I caught up with Chad a while back, but we've been trying to plan and scheme uh, some radio stuff to do together. So he'll be swinging by on Thursday for the first hour of the show. And we are very excited to have Chad uh, become a semi-regular contributor on this show because Chad's a great guy, great um, fountain of knowledge, and certainly one of the premier MMA and UFC, both writers and podcasters in the entire country. Gatorade Player of the Year was announced in boys basketball, and we had a variety of impressive state championship performances, including several high schools that had absolutely banner years. Hint, one of them's right here in Missoula. We'll give you the full rundown right here on Nuanas Now. Back after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. 
If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. ESPN Radio. Monday. Hope everybody's having a great time. As we hit the heart of summer. Later on tonight on ESPN Radio, we'll have Jeff Safford from those little paddleheads on the call for the paddleheads as they finish up their three-game homestand against the Boise Hawks. If you want to know what the schedule is going to be like this summer, it's easy. Tuesdays, they're off. So that's it. They'll be uh, home and away, six-game sets, and then Tuesdays pretty much off. So we will have each and every Missoula Paddleheads game right here on ESPN at Missoula. 6.45 for the pregame, 7.05 for first pitch. We only got a couple minutes left. Miss anything in the show? You can always find it on the podcast. Podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. Brooks Nuwana stopped by to talk all things NBA. We also had Matt Ellis from the Paddleheads stop by to talk about their great start. Isaiah Childs stopped into studio for his debut on this show. He's the new Grizz running back. And I also had a little rant about Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, and the demise of professional boxing. If you missed the news last week, Drew Wyman, Great Falls High, the Montana Boys Basketball Gatorade Player of the Year. He was a senior at Great Falls High this last year. He is the fourth fourth honoree and fifth overall winner from Great Falls High. Brandon Howard won the award back-to-back years, 2016-2017. Mike Warhank won the award in 1995. And Scott Hatler, who went on to have a great career at Montana State, won it back in 1991 for the Bison. Wyman's a six foot five forward who led Great Falls side of the state double A championship game this last winter. He averaged twenty and a half points, eight point two rebounds. He's also a 4.0 student, and he is on his way to NAIA College of Idaho. I would have given this kid a chance at the Division One level, but regardless, uh, what do I know? More on Drew Wyman probably later on this week as well. I'm probably going to feature him as part of our senior spotlight later on this week. Also got some other good guests joining us, including tomorrow... Scott Blakey, new Montana Grizz basketball recruit, will swing by the studio. Patrick McMahon, a future Montana State Bobcat basketball player, will also be here as well. By the, by the way, Drew Wyman, that was part of our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Nuana is now 4 p.m. tomorrow. See you then. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.